0: We just completely ask you to be the source of all that is done and shared today. Um, There's a lot that I know you want to communicate and you have a way of downloading things into our spirits that are (laughs) miraculous in It Should Have Taken. That should have taken this long, and you make it happen in a split second sometimes. God, I just ask that you would be all over every word, every story, every verse, everything. You are so good. You are so faithful. Thank you for today proving it one more time. So we are in our prayer room series, and we've had, um, we've had a really great breakdown of different things that we can exercise and things that we've kind of come up against in our prayer lives. Um, Pastor Steve started with unanswered prayers and how it can either trip us up or become an opportunity of trusting him. Um, Josh shared as far as the... Um, how much the Lord wants to make us whole, healed, and praying for that, praying over our minds, our bodies, our spirits. And last week, we exercised laying on of hands how much that is vital in the continuation of Jesus' ministry and how... He was so good to illustrate that for us to follow and do ourselves. Today, we are finishing up by Heal Our Land. And I'll tell you, one thing about this message I was telling um, our pre-service prayer is You know, you're in notes, and you're in verses, and you kind of zoom in so much on a topic and things you're really praying over, and then the Lord will pick your head up, and you kind of zoom out, and all of a sudden this morning, I was like, it's an election year. Like, this coming in January, knowing that that's coming as well with everything else we're going to talk about, how to... Already start, if you haven't already, just praying for this time while things get a little dicey before even things happen. So we're going to keep that in our hearts while we're listening today. Our key verse for today, in 2 Chronicles 7.14, it says if my people who are called by my name, who here is called by Jesus' name, if we will humble ourselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and heal their land. When I was um, looking, I'm like, I think of healing, I kind of, have an automatic definition, I think an understanding that I put on, in that word, and I really just wanted to look it up. So what does the Bible say healing is? It's not complicated. Healing means to mend, to cure. Heal our land. If we're listening to any news Watching any news scrolling through anybody's social media stuff. We can see there are some things that need to be healed Right, there's a culture. There's Atmosphere there are things that need to be healed now, what about our land? There are a couple things about Land that I think is really important that we not just skip over and say oh well our land the dirt You know, there's more to it than that. I think that's why when the Lord was first setting out his chosen people, land was a big deal. It's still a big, very big deal if you look at what's going on. So let's see why land has been important even before then. The land is where God could dwell with man, in Genesis 3.8, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And then by this time, they ate, the, they ate the fruit. And it says, the man and wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Now during this time, how many times, there's, there isn't any. There is this one time that the Lord, the presence of God, the physical, you could feel him moving about, the presence of man with no guilt and shame was happening before they ate the fruit. Imagine that on the land in where Eden, the garden house, I looked that up. Beautiful. And then I imagine... That land is soaking up something special happening in the atmosphere around it. You know, like just look at around when I don't, I'm not gonna get all environmentalist, but it's like it's gonna soak up what's in the air, right? The land, it can't help it. So, Eden, not only, I believe the reason it was so beautiful is not because cars hadn't come around, it was because everything. The Holy Spirit, before it was called Holy Spirit, everything was in unity with the Lord soaking all that up. Another reason the land was so important, the land was man's first purpose. In Genesis, it says, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. I think that there's an, like we have our fingerprints, right? It's how we identify ourselves. I think the presence of the Lord imprinted itself on the land. That was another way of it showing, it's almost, that's how it was worshiping. Like when we worship the Lord, it's this communion that happens and you can't help but be moved and be changed by the Holy Spirit and the land, it was being moved and being formed and being changed by his words and his presence. And the man, our first job was to take care of it, was to take care of it. And I'm, I promise I'm not going to go into <laughs> pollution and all that. I promise. This is a way of looking at land is territory. We've all been given territory. It says take dominion, right? We've all get been given places to take dominion. I mean, our, our home addresses, our neighborhoods, our friends, we Take kind of a dominion. We cover one another. We work at relationships. And it's, it's a territory that we want covered by the Holy Spirit. I want this place. I want everyone here covered by his presence. I want this address, 1426, to be soaked up when people walk in and they can feel Heaven invading this place. One thing about, I mean, if anybody's familiar, one thing about Eden, the fall happens. Satan is looking for a way, slithering around on his belly, trying to tickle our ears into an insecurity we may have. and a way that I really believe that we can look at this, thinking of land, thinking of effects that it has, pollution, it's like sin. It gets in the way, it filters. All of a sudden, I can't see my people the true way. All of a sudden, my insecurity or the thing I'm dealing with, it's like I can't see your compliment as genuine. It's like, oh, I wonder what she means by that. Or if I'm dealing with an ailment, if I'm hurting, it kind of clouds your vision. You have a toothache. It, like, it messes with your head, and you can't work as well as you <laughs> are used to. There's brokenness in the world, and they see you're caring, and they think you're mocking them. It's just like this filter, this pollution in between. And boy, is Satan working hard? Why is he working hard? Because he knows his clock is ticking. But God. how who's ready for a but God? <laughs> but God has a plan for the healing and restoration of our land, and it begins with us. Now here's something that I think gets a little tricky. Um, or it messes with our flesh, it's a little uncomfortable, Um, we have to admit that we need to be humble. And I know it's like, but I'm cool. Like, I love when other people succeed. I'm cheering them on, I promise. Like, I mean it. And then there's this one, once in a while, it's just like, your heart kind of aches. Well, I would have liked to have, gotten that car or gotten that opportunity or gotten married. I mean, life, big decisions, the promotion, the spouse, the kids, all of it. And part of that is this humility of trusting, knowing that the Lord has it. And I don't have to take as much control over a situation Humble ourselves is the first of our threefold plan for healing our land. I need to say something. I, I am I'm dealing with how big a deal this subject is. And I'm really, there is a desperation I think I'm feeling from the Lord. And um, it's something that seems so beyond me, You know, you're thinking political, and you're thinking <laughs> this worldwide thing, and it can get a little overwhelming, but I think it's a holy agitation, like, I need to cry about this. Um, I, need to, I need to feel uncomfortable. I need to feel like things are not the way they're supposed to be, and it makes me need to do something. Does anybody feel like, what am I supposed to do? How in the world do I make a change in healing my land? And it's spelled out so beautifully and so simply this way, humbling ourselves. In 1 Peter 5, 5 through 6, it says, and all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Um, When I was thinking of this verse and the fact that it says dresses, it dresses in humility. And he knew we would be reading this in 2024 when social media and posts and things are going and people are filtering and posing. And, you know, it's like, is that even real? And it's When you're using social media that way, you're using your relationships that way, when you feel like it's a performance and it's, it can feed into this part of our heart that we're looking for approval. You know, we're looking for the likes and the views and all of these things. I've gotten caught up in it. I'm like, oh, that angle doesn't look – you're supposed to put your chin up like that (laughs) – you know what I mean? mean, Let's just be real. And then it's like, wait a second. Really, I am completely obliterating this beautiful memory with my kids because I'm trying to get the right angle and now I'm telling them to be this way and dress this way. And it's like, no, no, humble. Now, when I'm not talking about don't post anything and don't ever do anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. It's I think it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it. What does humility mean? I love this. Webster's, God bless Webster's, the freedom from pride or arrogance. That's humility. Now, if what's pride? The Bible definition is when we think and act like we are better than others. That's what we weigh it out with. what's my heart like when I'm making these decisions? Is it to compare myself? Or is it because the Lord's really blessing me in this? What is my heart? It's a great, healthy way of weighing some decisions, especially when we lean to a place of looking for acceptance. You know, and who isn't? Who isn't looking for a place to belong and people to belong to? We all are. I'm very thankful. For the people and the Lord I belong to now to be humble I don't know does it get a little hard to be humble sometimes I think that takes something a little supernatural to be humble to be truly humble and I I know to continually have this character of humility it takes grace from the Lord, because it's so easy to get tripped up. And as much as we try, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, there's no way I can do this. I can try to be humble. I can try all, my, uh, all the best to try to be all the things, but it is really by the power of the spirit. And if we see things in ourselves that have this tendency these habits or this reflex and it's like you know what that's my might i think that's really i'm trying i'm trying to do this if the if i'm reflexing and control and having to get it done the certain way most likely and everybody's irritated with me most likely that's my might hold off elena i got this little snoopy button that said chill out and i told the guy i go what every mother needs to live by. I think (laughs) I'll get this button. Just God's got it. God's got it. Number two. Pray and seek God's face. I think this is one of the most... It can be one of the most difficult things to do um, because it takes time and it takes a supernatural effort. So in Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, when you come looking for me, you'll find me because he's so good. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. How many want to not be disappointed? I mean, and he's just so good. He's so good. Like, I mean, Mandy's testimony, we've been praying for that. I mean, the cheering on that is set, it's like a 100 times louder than that for how much that is just how good the Lord is. He's not going to disappoint us. I love this. Prayer is engaging in conversation with God, but seeking his face is next level prayer. It's being desperate for God. Now, I'm going to ask how many people have ever been in a desperate situation? And What were you willing to do to get out of that? I think getting the mascara running for us women, getting some stretchy pants on so we can kneel, I mean not being afraid of what it's gonna look like when we are desperate. And I think we can all agree, again, we are desperate for this land, for the people in it to be healed and mended, and cured. (sighs) Seek from our key verse in the Strong's Concordance means ask, beg, beseech. It is more of a deep need or necessity than a want. It's not, Lord, I'd really like to go to the beach. That's not. Make a way, Lord. It's not that. It is the families around me are telling me that they're faced with divorce and bankruptcy and terminal illnesses. What am I willing to do with that? How am I willing to pray for that? Am I willing to get in the middle of my world at home, stop everything, drop to my knees, and cry out, beg the Lord. That's something inside of us that breaks. It's not that he needs us. It's not that he's saying, beg, beg. He would never. He's not that. It's something inside us that it's like that alabaster jar. There's something precious, expensive. He knows that that sort of contrite heart is costly to our pride what does he do with pride opposes it so what let's break I'm not afraid to break what it means what it could get done getting all that pride out of the way what that could get done oh my gosh let's think about that what could it get done? Mental illnesses, agitations, separations, isolations. I was talking to Pastor Jan, and I'm like, you know, one day when I get in heaven. Because I was doing a lot of, I was doing a lot of research as far as World War II, and I love strategic warfare. It just seems so spiritual sometimes, and I'm like, I wonder if he could show me the Earth, and like in color coded, what different atmospheres were going on during the time of World War II during the time of 9-11, during the time of the Garden of Eden, like blue is peace and red is, oh boy. And you know, all that sort of stuff and the land that that affected and what kind like the turmoil that starts happening and all the generations that have to sow and seek the Lord and lay themselves down so that real freedom can come in those areas. Think about that. Like, the work that it takes in the spirit. How badly, how badly do we want things to be healed and mended? Healing and restoration isn't possible until we get desperate for it. And the last thing is... Turn from our wicked ways. In Acts 3.19, it says, So change the way you think and act and turn to God to give your sins, to have your sins removed. Then times will come when the Lord will refresh you. I... Um, I know sometimes when I know I'm talking to seasoned people but I know this message goes beyond us turn from your wicked ways I had a great conversation with my oldest and she's like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and I'm like do you even know what that means <laughs> because you keep doing the thing and I'm like and I'm like it means You're looking at that choice that I'm going to get in trouble for, and then you go 180 degrees. One thing that's really cool is that word is a military term in the Bible. I love that. Strategic warfare and spiritual warfare. I love it. About face. I know For me, there's a filter of the word wicked, like, oh, God. And there's these, like, levels of sin that it's like there's the little white lies. I don't know where that term came from, white. I think it tried to make it sound better than what it was. And so it's like there's little white lies, and then you've got all these, like, and then, like, gross sin, you know, and, The Lord is like, this gets in the way just as much as this choice. So what are you going to do when you're faced with the little white lie? Are you going to want that in the way? Are you going to want that to pollute? Are you going to want that to start filtering the way you see people and me and everything? I'm saying no. Even if it's like the opportunity came and you start, this is what I tell Isabel. I go, if you start, but you catch yourself halfway through the sentence, just stop. Just stop talking. I'll be so happy with that. That'll be great. I'll give you gold stars all the way. And then it gets better. And then it gets easier to just, whatever those choices are, I mean, using, going to people or things before going to the Lord, I think that can get in the way, right? Little things that I mean, I'll I'll identify it. It's spending money you don't have in unwise ways. It's turning on the computer, and I'm not scared to say it, pornography. It's going to all of it. It's going to food. It's going to all the things that you know are breaking. Not only your people's heart, but the Lord's heart. You know better. But you, there's something inside you that's like, I don't know how to stop this. And what the Lord, that's a desperate moment. What are you willing to do? Are you willing to drop? Are you willing to break open? Oh, humility. Humility. Something precious. The Lord's like, I'm ready. I'm right here. I'm running, running, running after. My love is running. I'm right here. And we say, God, I choose you. Help me in the process. Help me in the process. Repentance is not asking for forgiveness and intending on sinning again. I know that's a biggie for the confessional people, and it can get get hard to try to weigh that, but he's looking at our hearts. He's looking at the intention of our heart, and what we do is the evidence of where our hearts are at how we express its evidence of where our hearts are at and being willing to say, yeah, God, I, I messed up again. I messed up again. Now, in this year, 2024, We must pray for repentance for our nation as well. The land is our inheritance, and God has commanded us to pray for the believers who are in authority. Is that what it says? Is that what the Lord says? Pray for all, those. all. Let's go there. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2. It's not going to be up on the slide. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2, first of all, I encourage you to make petitions, prayers, intercessions, and prayers of thanks for all people, for rulers, and for everyone who has authority over us. Pray for these people so that we can have a quiet and peaceful life, always lived in godly and irreverent way. How many are listening and watching and know that this is a big deal? This is a very big deal. I think praying for, praying, interceding, and prayers of thanks for our rulers and those in authority. um, I think we need to be careful about, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying to police everything, I know, trust me. But when we start mocking and tearing and slandering, I think that hurts the Lord's heart a little bit, a lot actually. I think he's calling us to be better. He's calling us to be better. I think crying when I see clips I think my heart should feel sorrow when I see certain things. I think my my reflex should be pray and seek the Lord, get on my knees. I, I need to be better about it myself. But it's this is where it starts. If we want to be people of the Word and call, do what the Bible says, it's here too. It's it can be tricky, I know, but it's black and white. <laughs> Like, there's no arguing with it. Um, I think right now, we're going to have a song played in a second. um, But before we get that started, if I could just ask... A moment for you to think because I think we get so busy and we get so spiritual and sometimes we turn our brains off you know and we're spirit-led and then we try to get word-led and so there's this balance that we're trying to do of being led by the spirit and led by the word and where do we they go together trust me when we turn our brains on and get real with ourselves the Lord is going to honor when we look at where we're really at. Where am I really at? Where am I weak? Where am I strong? Where am I leaning to being a little prideful? Or where where am I, I, you know, I've got humility right here. I look at the fruits of the Spirit, and it's like, where am I kind of dry in some of these areas and I think being mindful of where we're at, and it's not an exercise of condemnation. It's not. It's just knowing where you are, so then you know where the Lord need, you need the Lord to strengthen you in these other areas. I need strength. I need str- I need strengthening in my closet area, but I need strength in like people having my back and seeing my blind spots. I can't see it all. None of us can. I need strength in communication. I need strength in, in showing people that, I, that my, I care about them, learning them and how they hear that. I need strength in that. I need strength in time management. Is there anybody else that you just think Lord, I need strength and I need strengthening in my patience that I don't lash out when I'm tired. I need strengthening in the way that I communicate that it really does speak the way my heart feels. I need, I need you, Lord. And when we get to that place and that's us, then we open our eyes, we start looking around and it's like, oh Lord. Okay, as much as it starts with me, it's not all about me, right? It's about the people walking down these sidewalks. It's about the people walking down my street. It's about the people that I'm driving by and I see them. It's about, I open my absentee ballot. It's about that. It's about all of that. It's about reading the word, so then I can make a Bible decision on certain things. How many of us are willing to get desperate in the way that we seek the Lord? Not just pray, but we actually seek. I'm willing. I'm willing to be a little desperate. How many have circumstances that they're willing to get desperate about? Anybody? I see a lot of heads nodding. Yes. Well, I am going to invite you This is the last moment of the day. I'm going to invite you, take that thing that you, that the Lord is bringing to your mind that I want you to seek me about this. I want you to seek me about the thing you get the most angry about when somebody brings it up. I get angry. I get angry about the gender stuff. I get angry, and I'm not I'm talking about Lord, I am I, I'm desperate for you enough to get angry about this. I'm I'm angry about the places these places that senior citizens are having to live in and some of those situations of the management. I'm angry about hearing stories. I'm angry about mismanagement of big things, big things. We have the power to move the kings of this world through our prayers. Do you believe that? Do you believe it? It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm like, I start being a little, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Nervous in a, I want to I do it right kind of way, not a fearful way. Just like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want, this is a really big deal. So whatever that thing is that gets you passionate, that gets you... I can't, I don't know what to do with this and how it seems so much bigger than me. When this song is playing, I invite you. Express. Get on your knees, sit down, raise your hands, walk around, sing it out. We're going to have words on the screen. It's called Heal Our Land. It's amazing. So let's turn this up. And I'm going to sit on the front row so, you, so I can have a tissue for my mascara. I invite you guys. The Holy Spirit wants to do something with this. And I think I am both brave and I have a whole lot of brave people and I'm still humble because I know where the power comes from to get it done. And I know you guys do too. So let's sing this out today. In that key verse, I wanted to share, he's very clear on what we're to do, right? And I wanted to share the rest of that, because he's so good, and he says what he'll do. So, if my God, this is the message translation, if my God defined people, Respond by humbling themselves, praying, seeking my presence, and turning their back from their wicked lives. I'll be there ready for you. I'll listen from heaven, forgive your sins, and restore your land to health. From now on, I'm alert day and night to the prayers offered at that place. God, right now, as we wrap this series up, you are not finished with these mandates, these passions, these people that each of these, the land represents, souls. You're beginning something there is shaking happening there is uncertainty happening there's questions happening and god i pray that we would be people with answers we would be the people directing the questions and saying yes there is hope yes There is shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. There is an identity that doesn't shift with trends and popularity. There is an answer, and he wants you so bad. God, I pray that all of these things would lead to an opportunity of people deciding for you to live in their hearts and that they would continue on to the destiny that you have for them, free, free from Satan's grip. Right now, Lord, I pray that we would be quick and have a habit of humility, that we would know and be able to identify when pride like, wants to rise up and we would say, no, I can't afford that. I'm believing for too many things for God to oppose me. God, I pray that we would turn from any wicked ways. I pray that we would find time to seek you, Lord. Strengthen us. Shine your light of love upon us and help us reflect that in the compassion, in the boldness of the power we have in you to show what you have to offer people, Lord. I believe, I believe you are taking this body, each person here, to the next level. I'm excited. I'm excited to see and hear more testimonies, laying on of hands, Lord, what we do with the opportunities of the unanswered prayers, what we do, how we continue to pray when we seem to see nothing is changing. We're gonna see you move in mighty ways. And anyone else who believes that, say in Jesus' name, so be it. Thank you for listening to our Gateway Sermon podcast at our Gateway City Church, Clovis Campus. We'll be releasing a new episode every week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next week.